0: Worshipful brethren, brethren all, welcome to Freemasonry in seven minutes or less. In this episode, we'll be asking what was Freemasonry originally based on? Something as complex as Freemasonry doesn't just pop out of thin air. The rituals can be written relatively rapidly, but the content they pertain to is another matter. For that reason, could you clarify your stance?
1: Yes, so um, I'm not quite sure if they were, uh, the rituals were written. Rapidly. I, I think it took about eight years for them to rewrite their rituals sure. and add the third. Um, and there were four of them doing it. So I'm not sure <laughs> how fast that is. But we talked We talked about this subject when we looked at the third degree. Um, I've analysed the rituals and I've compared them to other philosophies that were popular at the time, such as Rosicrucianism and uh, others but I believe that Freemasonry was actually based on Taoism.
0: Okay. Well, now I know that may be quite a statement for some people out there, so I'll ask you to, to refer to Brother Angel's book for further information. Uh, when you say Freemasonry is based upon Taoism, do you mean it directly, or would you say that Taoism had the clearest ideas on the topics that they, they knew about at the time? Could right. you elaborate, please?
1: Yes, yeah, so um, this obviously for most Freemasons would sound a very surprising statement, uh, considering how unique an English institution Freemasonry is. But when we look at the social history of the age, we find uh, from about the 1680s, there had been an influx of goods from China, such as silk, tea, opium, uh, all brought in by the East India Company also, uh, Jesuits were translation translating uh, Confucianism and Taoism into Latin, and that eventually became uh, into English. Um, aristocrats across Europe were building chinese themed uh, uh, themes and elements into the houses and gardens. Um, we see in seventeen sixty two uh, a pagoda was erected in uh, Kew Gardens in London, and actually it's still there. And it's just been refurbished to put back some of the dragons and other le- elements mm. that had been stolen over the years. Um, and uh, people were building palaces and gardens. Um, so it was a, what we call chinoiserie, and um, it's a complete style of, um, of furniture and buildings. And uh, one of the key fi- figures in this story may have been a person called Shen Fuzhong, who visited in, uh, visited London for two years from 1687 to 1688. He was a Mandarin, uh, which is basically an aristocrat from Nanjing near Shanghai, in South, um, South China. Uh, the Chinese Ming government had been overthrown by the Manchurians, and Shen uh, left China, or he had to leave China, just in time. And when he lived in, sorry, when he arrived in England, he stayed uh, with the Oxford scholar uh, called Thomas Hyde, and he helped translate uh Chinese texts and maps that the Bodleian Library had at the University of Oxford.
0: Interesting. He's got quite a good catalogue still there. Yes. Uh, so the well documented influx of Chinese culture uh, at the time into Britain and the Shen Hyde linked looks like it might be quite fruitful. <laughs> uh, if it hasn't been burnt, I wonder if there's a smoking gun document somewhere in the Bodleian. Um, <laughs> I'm overdue a trip to Oxford. I think there might be something there.
1: Uh, I think there is something somewhere. Me, uh, I am also would love to find it. <laughs> As I mentioned before, <clears throat> London was actually a small society at the time, and the aristocrats and intellectuals probably all knew each other. So we know that um, from letters and, and documentation that uh, Thomas Hyde, he knew the king quite well, and he knew also Robert Boyle, who was another alchemist. Boyle was friends with Newton. And so here we, we have the chain of transmission being established from Shen to Hyde, Boyle, Newton, and Newton worked with John de Sagulier. And so here we find a way that the Chinese secret uh, teachings of the Taoism could have been transmitted to the founders of Freemasonry um uh Hyde uh sorry Hyde also knew uh, Elias Ashmole, who' was one of the early members of the Royal societies, and of course he was one of the first freemasons in England uh William Stukeley was a friend of Newton's, and he wrote a book about it. He wrote his biography, and he became one of the first freemasons initiated into the new speculative Masonry. So there are several ways for this secret Chinese Taoist initiation to come into the hands of the first three grand masters.
0: Very interesting. That is, of course, if the secrets hadn't already made their way to England in some kind of bastardized form. Robert of Chester was the first alchemist in Britain and had studied the Saracen art in Spain. There are also several Sufi alchemical groups, one of which was called the Builders. Uh, Morris Spain being one of the most important areas in mystical history, of course, but what has this got to do with Taoism? (laughs) Uh, There are, there are various links historically, and some people have placed a, a a exchange, a cultural exchange between Taoism and Sufism, but we'll, we'll save that for another podcast. And uh, that leads me on to ask you, brother Earnshaw, do you have anything else to add? Well,
1: um, Another point is, when we look at the Chinese background to Freemasonry or potential, is that the fifth Grand Master, we call the disreputable Duke of Wharton, uh, after he was expelled from Freemasonry in 1723, he went up, he went and set up his own organization to try to either counter the Freemasons or to bring the Freemasons down. And You know what he called it? He called it the Chinese Order of the Gormagons. So, um, also, uh, just as an aside, there are four other degrees, uh, the Irish master, the Scots master, uh, the uh, master uh, architect, etc., which actually use Chinese words in the ritual. And they all started around this time. So, I think there is definitely uh, that Chinese Taoism had an influence on Freemasonry. So like alchemy, I have found dozens of links to Taoism in the rituals of Freemasonry. And it has to be m- remembered that Taoists, uh, like Freemasons, also had an interest in spiritualism.
0: Interesting. Well, there's some very solid evidence for some links there. And I hope this has stimulated you, the listener, to do some further research. And that brings this episode to a close. If you have any questions, please email on the link below. We now pass on the square and we will meet soon. Thank you and goodbye.
1: Goodbye.